When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance Channel. It's time to take a look at the 10 best high yield dividend stocks on my watches for April. These aren't just 10 random dividend stocks that I pick myself each month. There is a process I follow to find stocks that present the best combination of business quality and valuation right now. I have tracked this strategy for 17 months now, and the results have been pretty good. The annualized rate of return for this watch list is 32.54%. My personal target is 12%, so the watch list is performing far better than my expectations. I know there will be turbulent months on the horizon, and I expect the annualized rate of return to fall in the future, but it's nice to start out with a large cushion. Okay, enough about market returns. Let me talk about the 10 high yield dividend stocks I am watching this month. Then I'll break down the process of how this list is put together, and I'll finish up with a review of past returns for this watch list. The top 10 stocks for April, in order of best ranked, are Morgan Stanley, Best Buy, T. Rowe Price Group, Advanced Auto Parts, 3M, Digital Realty Trust, UPS, Restaurant Brands, Blackstone, and Enterprise Products Partners. The minimum dividend yield I require on this watch list is 2.75%. And I know to some of you this may not be a high dividend yield, but this is my watch list and I like this threshold. The 10 stocks chosen for April have an average dividend yield of 3.76%. Dividend yield theory suggests that 7 of them are potentially undervalued right now, 2 are fairly valued, and 1 is overvalued. Dividend yield theory works by comparing the current dividend yield to the trailing dividend yield, a 5 year trailing yield for my watch list. And if the current dividend yield is higher than the trailing dividend yield, the stock is potentially undervalued, and vice versa. Let me briefly go over each of these 10 stocks now. Up first we have Morgan Stanley with a 3.1% dividend yield. The trailing dividend yield for Morgan Stanley is 2.24%, suggesting shares are about 28% undervalued right now. There have only been two times in the past five years where investors could have picked up shares of Morgan Stanley with a dividend yield above 3%. In late 2019, the dividend yield climbed to about 3.2%, before falling back down into the low 2% level. And once more during the pandemic, in March of 2020, the dividend yield climbed to almost 5%, and stayed above 3% for nearly 3 months, from March till June. Late 2020 and the first half of 2021 were a strong period for the stock, as the dividend yield was pushed all the way down to 1.45%. Today you can buy shares with double that yield. Granted there was a 100% dividend increase last summer that skews this math a little. The stock has appeared on the watches for 6 out of the last 8 months. It started the year on a strong note, gaining 5.18% in January. February and March weren't as good, as shares shed 11.51% and 3.68%. Since joining the watchlist in August of 2021, Morgan Stanley is down 7.69%. While this hasn't been the best track record, it's exactly what my watchlist is looking for. This isn't a momentum strategy where I chase stocks that are rising quickly. Instead I focus on out-of-favor stocks whose prices are misaligned from fair valuation and I wait patiently for that valuation to recover and reward me with a nice total return. There are no guarantees this will happen, and I don't expect that all of the stocks my watches produces will offer strong returns. All I need is a few of these ideas to pan out, and they will be the drivers of return for my portfolio. Next up this month is Best Buy with a 3.65% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are 36% undervalued right now. Similar to Morgan Stanley, the dividend yield for Best Buy during the past 5 years has generally stayed between 2 and 3%, more so hugging the 2% line. At the end of 2018, the dividend yield climbed to 3.7%, but quickly fell back below 3%. And in March of 2020, the yield briefly climbed over 4%, again falling very quickly below 
Best Buy has been on the watchlist for the past 3 months, with a total return of minus 9.71%. So another poor performer thus far, but I've been adding to my position with the intention of holding it for the long term. As long as the dividend yield remains attractive, and the stock keeps popping up on my watchlist, I will be adding more capital. Up next we have Tiro Price Group with a 3.14% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are about 21% undervalued right now. The stock has been on the watchlist for 2 months now with a negative 1.24% return. So another pretty flat start. But I have actually been buying Tiro for a while now, since the stock has appeared on my high growth watchlist in the past, before its dividend yield became attractive enough to pop up on the high yield watchlist. I first bought Tiro in September of 2020, and the position is up about 15% since then. Granted, November of 2021 to February 2022 was a pretty rough period for the stock, as it shed about 37%. Being up 15% after a nearly 40% drop is not so bad, and I've been adding more capital during this pullback. Next up we have Advanced Auto Parts with a 2.83% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are 82% undervalued right now. This is not entirely accurate though, because the company really ramped up its dividend growth in 2020. In 2019 they paid a quarterly dividend of 6 cents per share, and this year they are paying $1.50 per share. This rapid dividend growth increased the dividend yield from 0.15% to nearly 3% today. The business looks attractive fundamentally, but maybe not from a valuation perspective. At least dividend yield theory can't be relied upon to value this company. The stock is appearing on the watchlist for the second time, it returned 1.94% last month. I did not buy any shares in March, but I did initiate a position in April already, and I will likely add more capital throughout the month. Up next we have 3M Company with a 3.94% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are about 25% undervalued right now. 3M's dividend yield is currently near all time highs. Last month it crossed above 4% briefly, and in March of 2020 it briefly spiked to almost 5%. Aside from these few occurrences, the yield has typically traded at or below 3.5%, and even below 2% just a few years back. The stock has been on the watches since November of 2020, with a negative return of 2.18%. It had a decent run early on, but I think the earplug lawsuits are creating a lot of uncertainty around the business and keeping the share price down. Up next we have Digital Realty Trust with a 3.39% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are about 4% undervalued right now. Just a few weeks ago the dividend yield was above 3.5%, and there have been a few opportunities during the past 5 years to pick up shares with the dividend yield closer to 4%. The stock doesn't appear to be a deep bargain today, but does appear to be fairly valued. The company is also pretty strong fundamentally, and should remain sound in the near future. Digital Realty Trust appeared on the watchlist last month for the very first time, and had a total return of 6.07% in March. That's a pretty good start on the watchlist, especially considering a few watches stocks are in the red after 17 months. Up next we have UPS with a 2.76% dividend yield, just barely high enough to make the cut to be on this watchlist. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are about 2% overvalued, I would call this within the fair value zone. The historical dividend yield trended above 3% from 2018 till the summer of 2020. So today's 2.76% dividend yield is not very appealing, looking at the past 5 years. The stock added 1.92% in March for its first month on the watches, so it too is off to a good start. Up next we have restaurant brands with a 3.71% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are about 20% undervalued right now. In March of 2020, the dividend yield climbed above 7% very briefly, then quickly trended down to just about 3% in June of 2021. Since June, the dividend yield has climbed higher, but never crossed above 4%. The pandemic certainly took a toll on the restaurant sector, and some uncertainty remains present today, keeping the dividend yield elevated compared to its 5-year history. The stock has been on the watches for 6 of the last 7 months, with a total return of minus 6.58% since joining. Up next we have Blackstone with a 3.95% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are 24% overvalued right now. 
Between 2015 and 2019, Blackstone offered a dividend yield above 6%, even surging to nearly 12% in 2016. It has a pretty mixed history of dividend growth, with the dividend payments always jumping up and down. Now you may be wondering how Blackstone made the top 10 list, with its overvaluation and lack of consistent dividend growth. And it will be explained when I talk about the process later. The last stock this month is Enterprise Product Partners, with a juiciest yield of 7.13%. Dividend yield theory suggests shares are 3% overvalued right now. The dividend yield today sits close to a 2-year low. In March of 2020, it crossed above 14%, which is a monster dividend yield. However, prior to 2020, the dividend yield almost always stayed below 7%. So the long-term 5-year trailing average is skewed a little higher because of the elevated yield during the pandemic. I think a dividend yield above 7% for this stock is attractive. Enterprise Products Partners appeared once before on the watchlist in August of 2021. Since then, the stock has a total return of 18.86%, so it's been a nice performer for the watchlist. Let's switch gears here and talk about the process I use to identify these stocks each month. The main objective is to find quality businesses that are trading for attractive prices. The first step is to create a short list of quality businesses. To do this, I use a stock screener to show me companies that offer a dividend yield of 2.75% or more. I also want these businesses to have an economic moat and a good management team. And I look for long-term growth in the business. I want to see a positive revenue and earnings growth rate during the last 5 years. Next I move over to dividend metrics, since this is a dividend watchlist. I look for a payout ratio below 100% and a positive 5-year dividend growth rate. This screening process gave me a list of 37 dividend stocks in April. Since 37 stocks is too many for me to invest in, I need to narrow this list down to just the top 10 stocks. To do this, I rank all 37 companies based on the screener metrics I just mentioned. This is the quality rating. Next I compute the potential undervaluation using dividend yield theory and rank all 37 stocks from most to least undervalued. And the final step is to combine these two rankings, quality and valuation, to find the best combination of both. This way I'm not looking at just the cheapest stocks or the highest quality stocks, but the 10 stocks that have a good combination of quality and price attractiveness. I've been running this watchlist for 17 months now, and sometimes it does better than the market, and sometimes it doesn't. I believe the true value and the ideas produced by this watchlist will be seen in the long run. So let's take a look at the past results to see how well this process has worked out. The annualized return over the past 17 months is 32.54% for the selected watchlist stocks. All of the past watchlist stocks, this includes the ones that have since dropped off, have an annualized return of 34.23%. So holding on to past watchlist stocks has worked out even better than simply allocating to just the current watchlist stocks. For comparison purposes, VYM, Vanguard's high-yield dividend ETF, has an annualized return of 31.6% for the same period of time. So the watchlist is doing a little bit better, but as you can see the past 17 months have been a pretty good period of time for high-yield dividend stocks. The other advantage my watchlist has over VYM is that it typically offers a much more attractive dividend yield. VYM currently yields about 2.75%. My watchlist stocks typically offer an average yield above 3%. SPY, the S&P 500 ETF, has an annualized return of 27.6% for the same period of time. So the watchers is performing about 5% better than the S&P 500. I don't know if this outperformance will continue in the future, and to be honest, I don't really care as long as my watchers produces a 12% annual rate of return for me. March wasn't the best month for the watchers. The 10 chosen stocks last month returned only 1.08%. VYM was up 2.76% and SPY was up 3.76%. The watchers also underperformed both benchmarks in February. However, due to a very favorable return in January, the watchers is still ahead of VYM and SPY in 2022. The watchers has a return of 1.34% versus 0.71% for VYM and minus 4.61% for SPY. So like I mentioned earlier, the watchers won't outperform the market every month, but over a long period of time, it'll perform well. I am also tracking how each monthly watchers since November of 2020 is performing in the long run. 
What I do is take the chosen stocks for a given month, and assume I invested money in only those stocks and never added any more capital. Out of the past 17 months, only two watches are currently averaging an annualized return below 12%. They are the January and February 2022 watchlists. Now they both have a very short track record of 3 and 2 months, so it's not really a good idea to judge their results just yet. The first 6 watches from November 2020 to April 2021 all have at least 12 months of returns. And each of these watches is averaging a very good annualized rate of return between 15 and 33%. Also, 5 out of these 6 long-term watches are generating returns better than SPY. If I compare all 17 individual watches to SPY, 14 of them are performing better at this time. Again, there are no guarantees this process will continue to work over the coming years. But I believe the process fundamentally makes sense and should continue to deliver alpha. I will keep using this strategy, but I am not recommending it to any of you. The reason I talk about this strategy and the stocks I invest in is to show you what I do. Some of you may like it, and others may think it's stupid. But maybe even if you disagree with my strategy, you can find something of value here that can help you improve your investing strategy. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching, and see you next time.